catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. You're listening to Tony's Tech Side. Yes, you're still on to Tony's Tech Side. We're discussing social media regulation facts and fiction. The birth of social media has redefined who a journalist is. This job, which once was the exclusive preserve of the gentlemen of the press, has been democratized to involve all citizens and anyone with a smartphone, a laptop, or a gadget with internet access. These tech tools are owned and designed by non-journalists with little or no initial thoughts about the traditional tenets of journalism. Notwithstanding, information has become easier, cheaper, and more widespread, and governments around the world are struggling to keep up with the volume and the kind of information in the public space, hence the discussion around the control of social media. An anti-social media bill was introduced by the Senate of the Federal Republic of Nigeria on 5th November 2019 to criminalize the use of social media in peddling false or malicious information. The original title of the bill is Protection from Internet Falsehood and Manipulations Bill of 2019. In 2015, a similar bill sponsored by Bala Ibn Na'ala from Kebi State in Nigeria also reached second reading in about two weeks before a public outcry to not consider it neutralize the act. Nigeria is diverse and volatile and there is a valid case against the negative impact of social media in Nigeria. Ethnic rivalry, religious intolerance and other forms of aggression have been stalked by fake news items on social media. While fake news is a problem faced by almost every country around the world, in Nigeria and in Africa, the situation is particularly a bit dangerous because most young people depend completely or entirely on social media for their news and the elderly among the Africans on messaging apps like WhatsApp. But is regulation of social media the way to go? The president of the Nigerian Bar Association, Ulumide Akpata, has faulted moves by the federal government of Nigeria to further regulate social media because, in his words, there are laws that address the concerns of the government and those laws can be tweaked to take care of more issues. Different groups and different ideologies have stood for and against the move to sanitize social media. But in the words of the Nigerian's information minister, Lai Mohammed, sanitize. Today, one of the major groups which will be impacted by the passing or the non-passing of the bill are those in the media space. So we have someone in the media space with us. He's the immediate past chairman of NITRA, that's the Nigerian Information Technology Reporters Association. It's an interest group of all ICT reporters in Nigeria. He's also a member of the Nigerian Computer Society, NSC, the umbrella body of all professionals in computing and computational processes. He's also the ICT editor of This Day newspaper. We have with us Mr. Ima Okonji. Welcome, Mr. Ima Okonji. Thanks for having me. Nigeria's pro-social media censorship minister of information, Lai Mohammed, has said that fake news threatens the country's existence. He has blamed social media for the prevalence of the problem of fake news. Uh, governors in Nigeria's northern region have also backed the call for censorship, claiming the use of social media during the recent hashtag NSAS protests threatened the oneness of the country. 
Also, Senator Ali Ndume, the chairman of the Senate Army Committee, has said, quote unquote, so I feel there is nothing wrong with having a social media bill to define what you say or how you say it. And then what are the consequences of speaking out against somebody dot dot dot. What do you think are the major fears of a government as it relates to the social media space in Nigeria and by extension, other African countries who have such plans? Okay, uh, nice. But before I go into that question, I, I want to clarify an issue. During your introduction, you talked about uh, how Nigeria has been diversified in terms of uh, media reporting, in terms of uh, information reporting, rather. And talked about how people pick up their mobile phones and then get information and then add this information or broadcast this information to the public. That everybody you know, have the you know, right now to, to, to broadcast information. But one thing I would like to know, I would like to say here, is that uh, the, the one thing I like to see here is that in terms of uh, broadcast, you know, broadcast journalists are trained, you know, to 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 disseminate information, and information must be factual before this information has been disseminated. But when you talk about people who just pick up information, see people see things on the street, and then report it, most of those information may not be factual. That's what we call citizen journalism. So, like in journalism, people can do that. Yes, they are not trained journalists, but they are, we call them citizen journalists who can who can just see information or come across an event and report it. Most of those events might not be factual, and they may not be able to report it. You know, creditably. But the journalist who is trained is professional in his field. I know how to go about disseminating information and ensure that information are always factual when he does that. So that is on the on the on the lighter mode. Now coming to the issue of a social media bill, which, which you just talked about now, uh, you, are, you are asking what, what are the fears of government? Why did government introduce it? Yes, government introduced it. This introduction came in as early as last year. Like you rightly said during your introduction, that uh, on 5th of November last year, uh, Senate you know, came up with this idea called the social media bill. And then Nigerians saw it as an anti-social media bill. And then, uh, of course, most of the Senate members, most of them actually kicked against it. Nigerians also kicked against it, but some also liked it. Uh, uh, Nigerians that also kicked against it now came up to protest that they don't want social media bill because of its implication. But government has its reasons for coming up with that social media bill. And because of the protest, it couldn't fly as at last year. But as coincidentally, the thing came up again this year, immediately after the NSAS protest. After the NSAS protest, the federal government now saw the reason why they should come up with this bill again. So that's why it came up with it again, went back to dust it up, saying we must come up with this social media bill. And their fears are very clear. Government, as, as, as you know, government rules the nation. And no government will want to leave its guards open. Government will always want to protect its guard. And in, in, in the area of protecting citizens, it must comes up with rules and regulations. Government comes with policies, comes up with rules, comes up with regulations that guides everything. Because a country without policy is a lawless country. So that's why federal government decided that this issue of social media be right coming up from the Senate that Nigeria must have it and it must be passed. So government has its fears. One, the fear is that if you don't control it in terms of information that passes through the social media, it might cause misinformation, it might bring about malice, it might bring about uh, hate speech, it might bring about so many things that are not controlled. So governments feel that to control it, there should be a bill. That bill is just to control it, control who speaks, what they speak, what they do, 
and then how they, how they put this thing forward. So government have the rights as, as, as government to control the people, to come up with policies. So this is one of government policies to control the way people speak in the country. Because if you don't, if they are not controlled, definitely it might cause chaos, it might cause anarchy, and might cause the breakdown of law and order in the country, which no government will want to condone. Yes, fake news is detrimental to any society whatsoever. Misinformation is during the hashtag NSAS campaign, there were various bogus claims that went viral. One was one urging people to stay on the streets no matter how long the protest lasted because according to that claim, which was unverified, once you stay on the streets for a long time protesting, uh, UN would intervene. It was very unverified news. And also the photograph of very disturbing photograph of a man who we thought was dead in a blood-stained Nigerian flag. Such issues like this are very, very, very critical to any society. You've been in the media space for over a decade and you've been reporting in the ICT sector. What's the state of misinformation on social media in Nigeria? How bad exactly is bad? Yeah, misinformation is very, very bad. Very, very bad because it can, it can mislead a whole country. It can put a country on fire, it can set a country on fire, and it can cause so many damages in a country. Now, for example, like I, like I said earlier, as a journalist, we are trained to, 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 to give out information that are factual. Before, before we really reel out any information, we verify the source of that information, we make sure that the information is authentic, and then we give out that information to the public. Because the information we are giving out to the public, the public takes it hook, line, and sinker, and they believe it. So by the time we go out there and give them information that is not correct, and then they absorb it and take it like that, then it becomes an issue for them because they, they, they will act on it, they will work with it, and then at the end, if, it's, if, if the information is not correct, then it becomes a problem. You rightly said now about the image of somebody that was wrapped in an Iran flag and then being, being shown during the NSAS uh, and protest, during the shooting. Eventually, that, that video turned out to be a movie that was carried out in a, in a theater during, during Nigerian independence. It was just a movie. And but during that period, somebody tweet, somebody posted it on social media, and the thing went viral, creating fear that that particular person was one of those killed or one of those shot during the answers put them. But if it, eventually it was not, and when the media house realized it, the broadcast media house realized it, what they did, they went back and repaired it and, and apologized to the public that it was a wrong video that they, that they shot. But then that video has gone viral. Information has sunk deep into people's into people's mentality just because of misinformation. So uh, you see, my dear. Misinformation is very, very bad. It can lead people to war. It can lead people to do things that are not supposed to do. And at the end, when they realize it, they say, oh, we didn't know it was my misinformation. So misinformation can bring a lot of damages to, to an economy. So it is good that we, we put the news straight and everything is factual. When everything is factual, then before you take a decision, you take a decision based on information you have an hand, at hand. And such information must be factual. That's why I would say misinformation is actually, is really, really bad. And no government will tolerate misinformation. So talking about uh, misinformation, yeah. there are fact-checking uh, organizations springing up daily across the world. Yeah. In Nigeria, we have the likes of Udeme and uh, platforms like Facebook and Twitter are partnering with these groups to make sure that the information that's been spread across social media uh, is verified. Also, the executive director of Paradigm Initiative, uh, Mr. Gbenga Session, in a recent interview, uh, said that it is very evident across the world that social media regulation does 
not necessarily curb disinformation. He said, for him, educating the citizens is a better way to make sure you stem the tide of misinformation. Do you think the federal government of Nigeria and then governments across Africa are using the wrong medicine? Yes, I think so. I want to align with you that the anti-social media bill is good, but uh, what we are saying that the implication of it is what we are looking at. Because you come up with a bill that is anti-people, anti-democracy, of course, you're going to stifle so many things. Technology is evolving. It's going to affect technology growth as well. But what we are saying here is essentially that you come up with policies, come up with bills that are favorable to the people. So when you come to say uh, social media bill, you want to censor everything that is being said on social media, you stifle growth. In the of social media. That is what we are talking about. Yes, government has a right to come. The government has its fears. But the fears of government is taking it in the wrong direction. Like you said about the CEO of Paradigm Initiative. Yes, I also listened to that interview and uh, I also read a piece which he wrote recently. He even wrote uh, the Nigerian Communications Commission, NCC, you know, asking them, you know, why they should, you know, uh, 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 block uh, the websites of uh, NSAT protesters because government is taking it too far. Government wants to control the, the the country want to control the citizens, but they are taking it too far. The idea of government clamping down on NSAS protesters just because they want to control the social media space is a very wrong move. What government should do is different from what they are doing now. Because by the time they now begin to clamp down on social media, social media protesters, they now create fear in them, bring about intimidation in them, then that inert ability which they have they will not be able to display it anymore. They will be fear. Their, their talent will be killed and buried within them. But when you allow them the free space to air their view, yes, of course they can do that. The only thing that they should only caution them to only make sure that information they pass must be verified and must be right information so that they don't misinform the public. That's the only thing because for you to stop somebody from airing his views is very, very wrong. It's anti-democracy, it's anti-people's opinion and anti-government. So what we are saying that people should continue to, to air their view and say it once they want to say it. For example, the issue of blocking websites of people you suspect, just a suspicion anyway, suspect that uh, those people must have uh, the part of NSAS protesters and then maybe they are coming up with statements that are malicious that can cause breakdown of law and order in the country. No, you don't assume like that because those people you are blocking a website, you are creating a lot of problems for them. They have a website, one, in the first place, you make them incommunicado. They can't communicate again with the, with the World Wide Web. They can't, they, can't, they can't interact with people. They can't do social research on, on, on the internet. They can't browse. They are, they are grounded completely, which is not fair and which is very, very wrong. And that is the reason why Benga Shesong wrote to NCC and told NCC, NCC in the first place is Nigerian Communications Commission. That is the Nigerian Communications Commission is the is the regulatory body you know for all telecoms operators in the country. They give orders to telecom regulators. They also give orders to ISPs that controls the internet space. So there's no ISP that can block anybody's uh, website or anybody's link without a permission from the regulatory authority. So for them to block somebody's website, that means NCC must have given them that authority to block the ISPs. So that's why Benga Shesong, you know, in his own wisdom, wrote NCC to ask why NCC should go about, you know, are giving orders for them to block websites of people just because you want to control social media. So my dear, control have different forms of doing it. Censorship is good, but if you do it in the wrong way, then it becomes an issue. It causes problem in the country, it becomes problem in, in the society, and then people will not people will not take it lightly. So I think uh, government should look at it critically and think of other ways they can censor the media, not just you know coming up with bills that are anti-people. Oh, thank you very much. Fake news is very damaging. Misinformation is damaging too. But then, stifling communication is also as damaging. 
when we return we'll delve deeper into the world of what exactly is much more damaging than the other so stick around on tony's tech side thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the shows here on africatechradio.com <laughs>